What's up, world? Welcome to a new episode of the Brian Janu Show. Sorry about that. As you already know, I am Brian Janu, and if you are listening to it on all podcast platforms, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. If you listen to this podcast on all podcast platforms, thank you so much. If you're watching this on YouTube and you have subscribed, I appreciate you guys. Thank you very, very much. I appreciate it. Hopefully, y'all enjoying the content. Hopefully, you guys want to. Hopefully, you guys continue to support. Uh, start leaving comments or leaving reviews uh, about the podcast. Hopefully, more and more of you uh, love these episodes. And uh, and uh, yeah, man, season six is it's been sluggish. Um, I've been sluggish. I've been I'm, I'm tell troops. I've been dragging my goddamn feet. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, but uh, it's all for good. It's all for uh, what comes later on. And uh, you know, after the been going through a lot, uh, trying to mentally just get out of this uh, late year, early early year rut that I always get in with depression and anxiety and everything. So, hopefully, but podcasting has always been there, and again, like always, podcasting is here again, and I'm starting to see a lot of y'all supporting me, so thank you for that, and I appreciate that, man. Um, and um, let's get into it today, man. So, this is the brand new show, Life and Times with Music. Now, I could have went a lot of places with this, but I want to just do this episode on one particular artist again, like I did just recently with Rick Ross, the boss. I said a lot in his episode that I was going to eventually get to this artist tonight, and that's exactly what I'm about to do. So if you like this episode, like always, like, subscribe, uh, watch on YouTube, brand new show, YouTube channel. If you just watch the clips on my social media pages, Facebook, Brandon Janus Show. Uh, Brandon Janus Show is really on Instagram and TikTok. Brandon Janus Show on Instagram and TikTok. And that's also, like I said, the YouTube channel. And it's also on podcast platforms, Brandon Janus Show. So hope you guys enjoy this. But tonight, like I said, Life and Times of Music is, of course, going to be about the snowman. The one and only Jeezy. Young Jeezy. When I first started listening to him, he was Young Jeezy. Um, so hopefully you guys enjoy this episode. And I'm gonna talk about the, the incredible career of Jeezy. Now, have you heard any of these episodes that I've done where I've talked about Lil Wayne or I talked about Drake or I talked about uh Rick Ross just recently? I particularly take about talk about their pretty much their discography, everything that they have physically done and, or everything I could kind of remember them doing. Um and, you know, I just pretty much talked about how I felt about their projects, what they created, what they've done. And, uh, you know, and the snowman is going to be a little different. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, I haven't listened to every project Jeezy's done or every mixtape. So I'm just going off of just straight up fandom. You know what I'm saying? Me just being a huge fan of Jeezy. And I'm going to talk about a lot of his career uh, and what he's particularly have done for you know, a lot of artists that you probably don't remember him really moving and creating stuff for. So, like I said, this episode, Life and Times of Music, is about the one and only, the snowman, Jeezy, young Jeezy, uh, the one and only, man, Big Snow. So, let's get into it. Man, I started listening to Jeezy in 2004, Trap or Die. My brother used to tell me about Jeezy all the time. He used to be like, man, Jeezy going to be the next big star. He going to be the next big dude. He, 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 big Snow, like, he was just like, Snowman, can't ban a snowman. He he was the man. 
And so any like as I always said, anything my brother was listening to, I would just gravitate towards it. And of course, like I said, during Rick Ross episode, Jeezy was really the first person to really get started and really get going in early 05 when he joined uh Diddy's group, uh Puff Puff uh group, uh Boys in a Hood, which was four rappers out there out of Atlanta, young, hungry, gritty ready to go. Uh, Diddy had created this label called Bad Boy South, which other than Boys in the Hood, you didn't probably know Bad Boy South even fucking existed. Anyway, um, so, I mean, and also, yeah, they had Young Jock, and they also had uh, uh, Gorilla Zoe, I think, on there too, but nobody remembers Young Jock being signed to fucking Bad Boy at all. So, uh, Black Entertainment and shit like that. Um, but Jeezy, uh, Jody Breeze, Duke, and Biggie was Boys in the Hood. And they created one project together. Uh, and it was a phenomenal body of work. It's called Boys in the Hood. Uh, it's on uh, album musical platforms, wherever you listen to your music. It's an incredible body of work, man. Uh, you know, Jeezy just was there. But I think that group was more so geared towards trying to make Jeezy a star and also Jordy Breeze a star. I love Big G, you know, shout out to Big G and Duke and everything. And, you know, I don't know where you niggas are at. So, <laughs> I don't know where y'all at. But that group was mainly trying to launch Jeezy's career and Jordy Breeze's career. Let's let's get that real honest. Yeah, let's get real. Now, Jeezy, of course, became bigger than the group eventually. But I, like I said, Trap or Die mixtape came out. And that mixtape took the streets over Big songs, big album, mixtape game was just on lock when Jeezy dropped Trap or Die. The intro is still one of my favorite intros that I've heard off of a mixtape in a minute. Um, it's an incredible uh, mixtape. And then the Boys in the Hood album. So Jeezy pretty much had everything he needed to to launch uh, his solo career. You know, but Boys in the Hood also dropped a couple good songs, man. Felonies, uh, or felons, I should say. But uh, the boys, them boys got work. Them boys got. <laughs> and Jesus' first part of the song, the first verse was Jesus out the gate. Jesus' verse was just, you know, um, it's taking too long to lock up, bring it back. You was short anyway, so bring a stack. <laughs> so like Jesus was just different, man. That first verse it launched a lot of that, man. And then he goes off, like I said, he leaves the group pretty much, signs a massive deal with Def Jam. Uh, like I said in the Ross episode, at this time when Jeezy finally sat down and signed with Def Jam, that's when Jay-Z took over. So Jay-Z signed Jeezy because of their relationship for years, from years and years ago in the streets. And it's just crazy to see Jeezy got signed by Hove. It's crazy to hear that and say that. And it's like, whoa, that's crazy. Jeezy goes on, signs a massive deal to Def Jam. And before he actually dropped the Def Jam, before he even signed with Def Jam and, and dropped his debut album, he dropped a song called And Then What? With one of my favorite producers, one of my favorite people that, you know, you know, a lot of people might not feel that way, but I, because I grew up on this, man. So Manny Fresh. And then what? And man, with Jeezy and Manny Fresh was fire. So fucking fire. 
uh, it came out of nowhere. It was big, man. I just hit, it hit fast. Um, that beat Manny Fresh gave him. But at that time, Manny Fresh was getting back into like that heavy beat pattern, where you kind of got like the trap, the trap beats now. A lot of people now does the beats for trap, but Manny Fresh used to kill beats, man. One of the best producers I've ever heard. Um, yes, and it is a little biased because I am from New Orleans, so yeah. But uh, but yeah, Jeezy killed it. Then what? You know, he even says in the uh, Dev Jam seven figure shit, we could finish the deal. <laughs> like, he's just going in and telling you, like, hey, I'm I'm with it. Let's get it. And and it took a while, but then eventually, like I said, he dropped his debut album, <clears throat> Thug Motivation one on one, and that shit took the streets over, like instantly, like super super instantly. Uh, Thug Motivation one on one. Was a culmination of trap or die, and just pretty much all of the buzz he was surrounded by at that time, and it was such a massive fucking album when it came out. I remember um, Hurricane Katrina happened, and I remember like later that year we moved here to Houston, and it was like maybe maybe a month after Hurricane Katrina, uh, Hurricane Rita hit Houston. And everybody was so paranoid that, okay, we just saw what Katrina could do. Let's just leave and go somewhere. And, you know, we're we just not going to be bothered with this. Because everybody now in the South, particularly here, was just, like, worried that, man, we just saw what Katrina just did to New Orleans, man. What if that happens here? So, remember, we went somewhere. I forgot where the fuck we went. We're, like, out, outdoors and some shit. And, and, um... Uh, we went um, somewhere in a cabin, some shit, and Jeezy album had just came out, and my brother had it, and so we used to he used to play that album on CD. He used to play that that album every day, damn near. And yeah, man, that album was fire, man. I I quickly gravitated towards it. Like I said, you know, Air Force One, Air Forces on that bitch, and then. You got to go crazy with him and Jay-Z. My hood. Man. Fuck. Trap star. Get your mind right. Which was all for Trap or Die. But get your mind right. It's literally like the greatest song. If you about to grind. Like if you about to make some like hustling moves. Like this is like the best song. To, to listen to. Like, <laughs> like this is it. This is the, that is the best fucking song. To listen. Get, bitch get your mind right. Let me talk to him. Bitch, get your mind right. Let me talk to him. Jeezy a rider. Jeezy a motherfucking fool. Don't approach him like that. You and Jeezy ain't cool. <laughs> shit. Yo, that shit is still the fucking hardest fucking song I've ever heard. Jimmy Crack Cone the Jeezy Flip O's. I just stick to the script. Y'all niggas hoes. <laughs> yeah, that show is legendary, bro. Yeah, get your mind right. It's just on another motherfucking level, bro. Like it's just on another level, man. Uh, standing ovation. Oh my god, bro. Yeah, he got some hits on that bitch. He got some hits on that bitch. Like I said, then what? Trap or die with him and Bun B. Um, what else on that fucking project? Boy, 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 boy. Soul Survivor. I was about to miss it. I'm sorry. Soul motherfucking Survivor. 
which I think kind of really launched Jeezy into another um, stratosphere. Excuse me. Him and Akon shows of Ava is just that's another fucking song that's just like it's like hustler music. Like it's just like damn, bro. Like that shit hit, bro. <laughs> that shit hit, man. Akon was singing on that bitch like yeah, man. That shit was woo. Hey, got a young Jeezy. <laughs> hey, yeah. Tried to take it easy. <laughs> Yo, that shit hit, man. Yeah, so Survivor, man. I was about to miss that shit. I'm sorry. I almost missed that shit. But yeah, man. That shit was a fucking banger, man. So Survivor. And then Jeezy kind of went into like the collaborations. Like a lot of debut albums, a lot of debut artists do. He goes and does a lot of collaborations. He does a lot of songs. Uh, one song in particular he does is So Icy. That is where he, him, and Gucci Man started beefing. Because they started beefing over that particular song. Somewhere in the, in the, in the, the robbery, somebody said that So Icy, they wanted to give So Icy to Jeezy. Because it was creating buzz in the streets of Atlanta. And they wanted that song to be on Thug Motivation 101. But Gucci was like, I reached out to him to do this song. I'm not going to give him my fucking song. And that song created a fucking robbery. <laughs> it lasted 20 fucking years. You know, and I'm very happy to see him do is put that shit to bed and put that shit to rest. A lot of people can get mad and say whatever about it. But at the end of the day, that's growth. That's understanding. Like, yeah, bro, we were kids we were literally in but i mean them niggas had to be them niggas about to gotta be in their 40s so they about 20s in their 20s early 20s late 20s maybe beefing over bullshit like that yes and also it related and it resulted in somebody getting killed so i wish they would have closed that shit that bullshit chapter a long time ago before somebody really did lose their lives but shit happens and things happen and but at the end of the day man you know, to see those two men did come together and do so icy at the end of the versus battle. That was pretty dope. I was like, yo, I haven't heard that song in years. Uh, that shit, I was like, god damn, I heard that song in years. But I remember that video. I remember everything. I remember that whole time frame. And I was like, them niggas beefing? What the fuck they beefing for? And it was like, it, it, it just so, it came out of nowhere. And then and, and it lasted for fucking forever. And you gotta realize a lot of people was picking fucking sides. It's still to this day. It's certain motherfuckers that haven't worked with Jeezy because they're Gucci dudes. It's dudes that don't work with Gucci because they Jeezy dudes. It's just like that's a fucking thing. And 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 hopefully now that they are calm and cool and collected, little baby who is you know one of you know Gucci descendants and kind of comes from the Gucci tree a little bit. His artist, he's well, not his artist, but. So, you know, Yo Gotti, who actually assigned him, Eastside G, him and Jeezy have been cool for years. And that's kind of and another person that was kind of cool with Gucci, Yo Gotti, who I talked about earlier, where I said Jeezy has influenced a lot of people. Yo Gotti's one of them. So it's kind of interesting that everything has played out the way it's played out. And maybe we do now get the Jeezy and Lil Baby songs and maybe the Jeezy and, and Young Thugs. And, you know, there's a lot of time that has been missed from working those those particular Atlanta artists not fucking with each other because of two men's conflict. So hopefully we get that now. But the So Icy song comes out, and it, it's a buzz. It's a big song. It does enough for Gucci to get his shit popping, and it does enough for Jeezy to keep his role going. 
And like I said, Jeezy was at that time doing a lot of collaborations. I think he did C.I. with Christina Milian. And he had a lot of fucking collabos at that time that was really just starting to pop off, uh, which led into the Inspiration album. And the Inspiration album has songs like I Love It. It has <laughs> songs like Jeezy. Yeah, so so it has songs, man. Go get it. Go get her. With R. Kelly. I mean, people can say whatever about that song. But that song was a motherfucking massive fucking hit. Go get it was a fucking massive fucking hit. Holy shit. I got so sick and tired of that fucking song, though. I'm not going to lie. I got so fucking sick and tired of that fucking song. Go get it. Go get it. Hey, <laughs> it was so... Holy shit. I, I, I tell to this day, I cannot sit and listen to that fucking song. I can't. I can't do it. That shit was just played every fucking where. I was like, oh my God, get that shit off the, off the radio. That shit was everywhere. But he killed it, man. Jeezy's uh, Inspiration album was uh, incredible. He had Keisha Cole on it and everything. It was an incredible body of work. And like I said, Jeezy really don't fucking miss. So it's hard for like... That, that that day that South My album was really dope, really great body of work. Um, which led into '07, where he starts his own label up, CTE USDA, and uh, you know, and he continues the mixtapes. Uh, the mixtape series starts to ramp up a little bit more. Like I said, Can't Ban the Snowman comes out in '07, and this is the only man I've seen ever go on CNN, have CNN literally talk about. Well, I can't say the only, but at that time frame to see Jeezy, you know, can't ban a snowman on CNN because kids are wearing his T-shirts and they're banning his T-shirts at schools because they can't have him, what they would say, representing a drug dealer's life in their schools. It's like, really? Okay. But um, can't ban a snowman makes it comes out uh, massively. And then he also does the USDA project in 07 which, you know, leads into, you know, other things. And, 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 you know, he has a song on there called White Girl. I talked about it on the Rick Ross edition. White Girl remix was massive. He had Rick Ross on it. He had his USDA artist on there, uh, Blood Ross, the Puller. And, of course, you know, Wayne and Fab on there. So it was just like that remix was everywhere. I remember being a kid in 07, bumping that song, you know, you know in Atlanta. All places, because I was there for uh, my grandmother's funeral, and I remember that song coming out and becoming something. And like I said, '07 was like the summer of Wayne for me. Wayne was every fucking where. Wayne could not miss. And so for Jeezy, Ross, Fab, all of them niggas to get together and do a song like that, it just made it even better for me as a kid, being a fan of all four of those dudes. So it, you know, so it was just like, yeah, this makes sense. <laughs> I, yeah, this makes sense. Um. Which leads into, uh, I want to say, the recession in 08. Yeah, I don't think he dropped anything in 07. I think he did drop the recession in 08. So the recession comes out in 08. And, um, and people would think that came out, like, earlier. It came out in 08. It, <laughs> it came out in 08. Um, but, yeah, and the recession album, you know, because he just did recession 2, and I think that was, what, 20? Damn. Wait, was the recession in 2010? Some shit. It's somewhere. But I thought the recession came out like 08. But yeah, it came out in 08. Because Put On was out in 08. 
it wasn't out in 2010. It was out in 08. Yeah, put on... Yeah, put on came out in 08. Yeah, the recession came out in 08. Yeah, I'm not tripping because around Barack Obama time. Yep, my president is black. My Lambo is blue. Yep, that's 08. Okay, so the recession comes out in 08. Um, yeah, the recession comes out in 08. And like I just said, put on is the first single off the fucking recession. And I, this might have been, I don't, I'm not, you can. Fact check me. Fact check me on this. I don't fucking know, but I think this might have been after the graduation album from Kanye in 07. This might have been the first time Kanye had appeared on somebody's song after his mom passed. I don't remember. So you can fact track me on it. I don't remember. So if you you, I don't know. But I you know. But I remember the verse so well. You know what I'm saying. I lost the only girl in the world that knows me best. And it's just like, you know, and I, you know, it's just like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that just, that verse sticks in my head. So yeah. Um, but Kanye put on massive fucking hit. It's fucking every, I put on for my city, on, on for my city, I put on for my city, on, on for my city, put on, yeah, that's a massive fucking hit, it's just fucking, it's fucking everywhere, um, and then that goes into, you know, um, you know, like I said earlier, uh, what I say, put on was out, came out, Crazy World was on there, um, which is a dope fucking song. I need a vacation, yeah, uh, vacation on there. Uh, don't do it. I don't know. Did Don't Do It come out? No, eight. I think it did. Don't do it. I think it was on that project. Um, which is a fire fucking song. Yo, got it remixed it and killed it. Um. Yeah. Okay, don't yeah, don't do it. Um, my president is black, my Lambo is blue with him and eyes. And everybody and that song, man, that shit represents so much. Like if I could go back to oh eight and like, oh man, that shit was every fucking where. Like I remember when when Brock won and and us going to school and watching, you know, him and this you know, and his kids, it just, like, it was crazy, man, seeing the first family for the first time, and then that was kind of, like, the, the, the song that everybody was playing, and it was just, it's so crazy, man, yeah, damn, yeah, that shit was crazy, that was, that was nuts, that was a crazy time of life, and I remember the video, you know, Jeezy had, like, Soldier Slim, and he had, like, all of the black people that passed on, on the, on the thing, on, on the, um, yeah, like a picket sign with all the black people that have passed, and yeah, Nas and him. Yeah, man, that that album was was one of them albums, man. You gotta, like I said, you have to really just like go back in time and just like, damn, that was crazy. That was a crazy time in life, uh, which we do not live in no more. <laughs> like, which we do not live in no more. Uh, yeah, we, <laughs> um, we, I just bust that fucking bubble, Lord Jesus. Um. And I want to say 2010, 2011, uh, I can't remember. I think it was 2011, um, was 
No. Yeah. It might have been 2010. It might have been 2010. Yeah, I think it was 2010. 2010. Uh, 2010, 2011. Just cover my bases. 2010, 2011. Uh, he drops um, Thug Motivation 103. Um, which is another incredible body of work. You know what I'm saying? He's got a lot of classics. A lot of people would like sleep on it and be like, man, that ain't got no. That nigga got a lot of fucking classic albums. His first like four, I put up against a lot of favorites that niggas have. Like, oh, he ain't touching this one. He ain't touch. Okay, but if you actually go listen to his projects, like, you'll be like, oh shit, he kind of do got a lot of these fucking hits. Okay, I can fuck with this. Uh. Yeah, the motivation one hundred three comes out and it's uh he has uh lose my mind applies which doesn't even explain that fucking song. <laughs> I, I, I do I even have to explain that fucking song? Um, um, that was a massive fucking hit. And then you had to, and then he had um, I do. With Jay Z and Three Stacks. Now, at the time, there was like two remixes to "Lose My Mind" and "I Do." One, both of those remixes featured Drake. In 2010, him and Drake has one. I've said on Drake's episode, I'm saying here, one of my favorite Drake songs is him and Jeezy, uh, "Unforgettable." It's one. They took a Leah song and and and. You know, flipped it and made it into unforgettable. So they hear them two on remixes was fire. And also, I said that a lot on Ross, but Jeezy and Drake actually had a lot of songs that came out around this time too together. Um, one of the songs was uh they took uh Bun B, Bun B had a song called "It's Been a Pleasure," and Drake had a verse. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, like a verse or two on there, and. Yeah, he had a verse or two on there, and then he kind of Jeezy came in at the beginning, rap, and then I think Drake took over. And yeah, because Drake sings the hook on the It's Been a Pleasure for Bun B. It's on Trilla OG, if you actually go listen to it. It's called It's Been a Pleasure, but Bun B's rapping the entire time, but Drake is singing the hook of the song. And so Drake took that song and did flipped it and did his own version where he's rapping and singing and Jeezy's on it. So I remember that song coming out. Like I said, I was a huge Drake fan at that time. So anytime him and anybody was working, I was like super just listening to the song. And that song still to this day is one of my favorite songs that they've ever done. Unforgettable. They 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 hit, man. They hit. I wish them two dudes would get back and do songs together because they kill shit every time they do something together. They kill shit. Um... But yeah, I do had a remix with Drake on it. Lose My Mind had a remix with Drake on it. Matter of fact, if you go and look at the the 2010 BT Awards, Drake actually performs at the BT Awards in 2010. He performs uh, Fireworks and Over. But at the at the end, he brings out Jeezy, and Jeezy performs Lose My Mind. And then literally, uh, like after Drake performs, they hide new hip hop. The website hide new hip hop. They had Lose My Mind remix with Jeezy and Drake. So I remember that very well. I remember that that whole night very well. And so 
Yeah, them dudes don't miss. <laughs> them dudes do not miss. Also on this, uh, I think Doug Motivation 103 Project, that's when T.I. came home. And he had fame on it with T.I. That was the first record T.I. did since being back from, from Jill. And, yeah, like, it's a really dope album. Thug Motivation 103 was very dope. Now, in the mix of all of this, excuse me, I said on the Ross episode, I'm going to say it here, in the mix of all of this was the start of Jeezy and Ross's beef. And, like I said, Ross did a song called BMF. Uh, And, you know, Jeezy having ties to BMF, Big Meech and all of them, I guess he felt some type of way. I mean, he probably was already feeling some type of way because of the label situations and everything that was going on. They both were kind of being held as two of the renaissance men of, of the South. So I think a lot of that shit just kicked in. And these are two of my favorite rappers. I'm like, oh, shit. And when them niggas started beefing, it was kind of like, oh, I don't know about this one. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't know about this one. And I remember them, they beefed. And, um, I mean, Ross probably, a lot of people say Ross won it because Ross more seen. But I don't really know who won that. I'm going to be honest. I don't really know who won it. Uh, Jeezy was still doing mixtapes and killing it. Ross was doing mixtapes and killing it. Ross has, was having incredible bodies of work. Jesus was having incredible bodies of work. So it was kind of like, I don't freaking know. Um, big fans of both. And I was like, I don't really give a shit. I think they're both killing it. But yeah, that beef started from off of the relationship Jeezy has with Big Meech and, and BMF. And if you know anything about Jeezy, you know how much that those sides are. So yeah, that was a crazy time in 2010, 2011. You know, just to see two people like that that literally have had so much work that they've created and done. Yeah, man, it was crazy. It was a crazy time. Um, Which goes to 2013, 2014. Um, and Jeezy drops another body of work. He drops another album. And on this album is the songs... Uh, seen it all with Jay Z, which them two don't miss either. Jeezy at the time, like in 2009, I missed it. He did have something. Jeezy did do a song with Jay Z in 2009 off the Blueprint Three. Um, you know, so you know, you know, uh, so him and him and G, him and and, and Hope don't miss. Seen it all is one of those songs. Like Hope actually reminiscing on his past drug dealing days and it was pretty fucking dope. It's a dope ass song. He also had a, a song with August Alcina at the time who was one of the hottest R and B artists at the time. Him and August Alcina had a couple big songs off that. Uh they he did August Alcina's song Make It Home and he also and, and August did his song uh Fuck the World, which was a really fire song. Um which leads into um you know, beautiful with Game and Rick Ross, which again, super happy that them two guys got back together and really started to make music again. You know, that was a pretty dope album. I forgot the name of that shit, but it was a really dope fucking album. And uh, like I said, some of those, you know, I think he also had me. Okay, okay, like something like it was, it was, it was. Yeah, his albums were were crazy at that time. And then he went on, and then another project called Church in the Streets. This is when he started kind of like getting a little bit too political. You know, I was like, okay, I'm not going, I'm good on this. 
but then he dropped a mixtape with DJ Drama, and them niggas don't miss. Talk about fucking people that don't miss. Them niggas don't fucking miss, man. And and that mixtape was so fucking fire. Holy shit. I bet they won't turn up, turn up, turn up. I bet you won't turn up. Yeah, they was fire. I remember that shit. And around the time, that's when he started back up CTE. And CTE started to sign a guy like by the name of YG. He signed YG to CTE, man. It and you know YG jumps his album and it's a classic album. His first album, YG's first fucking album is fucking fire. That shit was fucking legendary. Lord Jesus, that was a fire fucking album. Lord Jesus, but Jeezy uh, dropped this song called R.I.P. 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 Yeah, R.I.P. R.I.P. I just killed the club. When it's funny, cause DJ Mustard gave that song to YG. And YG was like, I, don't, I, don't, I ain't really feeling this song. And Jeezy was like, nigga, this is a hit. What you talking about? And Jeezy jumped on a song. Now, I'm going to show you it's a hit. He jumped on a song. YG said this. He said he jumped on a song. And the song was everywhere in the next couple weeks. I was like, fuck, I should have kept that song. <laughs> He's like, fuck, I should have kept that song. Two Chains on it. It was everywhere, man. Uh, oh, man, him and Two Chains, Super Freak, was fucking fire. Oh man, um, yeah, uh, yeah, Jeezy, man, Jeezy at that time was fire with the shit, he was killing it, man, Jeezy was on some other shit, man, um, and then my nigga with him and YG and Rich Homie Quan, Rich Homie Quan, that shit was fucking everywhere, yeah, Jeezy had a lot of shit going on, man, Jeezy had a lot of shit going on, uh, which leads to Trap or Die 3, you know, you know, with him and Bankroll Fresh, all there, you know, and, 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 and he's had projects that have come out since then and have, have done really well. You know, Jeezy's one of those guys. I'm looking forward to the Snowfall mixtape with him and Drama again. That's going to be fucking phenomenal. All in all, man, Jeezy's had a, an, impe- an impeccable career. I mean, people can say whatever they want to say about Jeezy, but to see the growth of this man from when he was literally the dope boy, man, he was literally that nigga. Like, he was, you know, Drugs in, you know, my auntie crib, you know, drugs in my auntie crib, you know what I'm saying? Like that nigga to, you know, uh, taking too long to lock up, bring it back. Nigga, you short anyway, so bring a stack. Like, 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 to see that and now to see him as a businessman, as a father, as, as, as this man that has become one of the Atlanta's biggest institutions of music, man. It's an incredible thing, the South's institution of music, man. Uh, Jeezy's still one of those dudes. Hell, shit, he just killed Eastside G's new song, The Realist. That felt like old Jeezy. I was like, holy shit, nigga, is this not G- is this Jeezy featuring this nigga? Like, I was like, is this Jeezy featuring him or him featuring Jeezy? Because Jeezy came on that shit, I was like, nigga, is that Jeezy featuring him? What the fuck? Jeezy's having them songs, man. He's getting back into it now. I mean, him on uh, the Pressure mix, uh, the Pressure album with him and bringing J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar together on a song, like, which we've all been saying, yo, we want to hear Kendrick and J. Cole on a fucking album together. Let us song, like, let's do this. All of these things, you know, him embracing the Kodak Blacks, like I said, him embracing Kodak Black and Yo Gotti and, and all of the young guys in the, in the streets. And this is an incredible thing to see, like, Yo Gotti's and YG's and Freddie Gibbs and all of these amazing artists that have come from Jeezy too, man. A lot of artists have come from Jeezy. 
I people, yeah, Future was one of the first people that Jeezy also got cool with. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, this is this is the thing, man. And I think, man, listen, I think at the end of the day, you know, Jeezy one of the best rappers that has ever done it, man. And um, I'm very proud, like I said, with the Ross, like I said, with the Wayne. Very proud to live in an era where a Jeezy exists because to see his incredible music last, but more importantly, the evolution of the man is really fucking dope. So, hope you guys enjoyed this and uh, can't ban a snowman forever. You know what I'm saying? Shout out, man. Uh, shout out to Jeezy, man. Uh, see you next time for Light Times for Music. I'm trying to think where I'm going to go next. I might do an album. 2014 Forest Hills Drives, J. Cole. It's coming soon. So stay tuned for that. That's coming soon. And I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.